Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This evening we begin the Feast of the Nativity of John the Baptist, which falls here within this week dedicated to the Holy Spirit of Pentecost, where we have, like we have after Pascha, a week without fasting, a week of rejoicing, and as uh, you heard some in the hymnody with the Nativity of the Baptist pushing some of the hymns out. Uh, the focus that we have with Pentecost and John the Baptist creates a very interesting mix for us. I'm wondering who, when we did the first, because we do it once a year, the kneeling prayers of Pentecost, when you hear them, you or when you think about the kneeling prayers of Pentecost, you may think that it's going to wax eloquent about the heights of theology or the Holy Spirit, uh, the finer points of theology or the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a certain way. But what is the focus of most of the prayers, uh, the kneeling prayers of Pentecost? What would you say that like theme that comes out strongest? Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us, forgive us. So we're going to read a little bit. I'm not going to read all of them because we'll be here for a little bit. <laughs> we did that on Sunday when it was appointed. Uh, this is from the first prayer. After the prayer, it goes through as many of our prayers glorifying God, kind of going through a little bit of the salvation history of what God has done for us. Uh, it talks about the event of the Holy Spirit coming upon His holy disciples and apostles. And then it says, Right after this going through and talking about what God has done for us, it says, Hearken therefore to us now who pray to thee, and remember us humble and condemned as we are, and turn again the captivity of our souls. Thou hast thine own compassion as intercession for us, talking to the Holy Spirit. Receive us who fall down before thee and cry, We have sinned. We have cleaved unto thee from our birth, even from our mother's womb. Thou art our God, but since our days have passed in vanity, we have been stripped of thine help, we have been deprived of every defense, but emboldened by thy compassion, we call out, Remember not the sins of our youth and our ignorance, and cleanse thou us of our secret sins. Cast us not away in time of old age, when our strength faileth, forsake us not. And it goes on to, in many myriad ways, underlying, bold, italicized ways in which we have sinned in ways in which we need to humble ourselves and ask for forgiveness. It's the focus of the Holy Spirit, as our Lord says in the Gospel, that he will lead you into truth, which we have this beautiful kind of uh, diptych for us, being in Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, being after the resurrection and ascension of our Lord and sitting at the right hand, and the Holy Spirit is always pointing towards concern with our Lord Jesus Christ, then we have with the nativity of John the Baptist, because this is just the way the uh, Pascha came in this year, and therefore this is when Pentecost is. Otherwise, this doesn't necessarily always fall in this week. But then we have John the Baptist, who is the other book in the last of the prophets, the greatest of the prophets, the one who uh, prepares the way of the Lord, the one who the content of his preaching is very similar to the content of the Holy Spirit. That being 
Jesus Christ and the repentance that is necessary for our entrance into the kingdom. The Holy Spirit ushers us, brings us into the fullness of the kingdom, and John the Baptist points towards the kingdom and says, repent, repent, repent. We have at the same time given uh, ourselves as we had throughout the possible season, Gospel of John and the book of Acts. Uh, we now go to the Gospel of Matthew and to the epistle to the Romans, which I'll make a plug since we just finished recordings and a class on Romans. If you are reading through Romans right now, as the lectionary has for us, you can get chapter overviews. Uh, they're about an hour long with read through the uh, homilies of St. John Chrysostom, helping us uh, read and understand Romans, which is, um, I'll just say it's a hard book. Many mysteries and or presuppositions, assumptions, reign when we come to something like the book of Romans. But we have in the Gospel of Matthew, and this week in particular, we are walking through right now the Sermon on the Mount. And in the Sermon on the Mount, you want to see it as a distillation of our Lord's teaching, a distillation of what it is to live within the kingdom, will live within the Holy Spirit. Uh, we have gone through the Beatitudes, and we have, uh, if the Feast of the Nativity of John the Baptist had not fallen on Thursday, the readings that we would have for Thursday, they're pushed, we don't lose them, they get pushed to now, so uh, on Wednesday. And it is the particular section on the Sermon on the Mount where our Lord takes what had already been given to Israel about adultery, and he, I'll say, intensifies it. He fulfills it. He gives it uh, where the heart of the matter lies. That to look upon someone with lust is to commit adultery in your heart. The Holy Spirit resides within us. And as Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he's specifically talking there uh, when he's talking about all this temple language, he's also talking about the fact of sexual immorality being amongst the Corinthians. That the reason why they have a temple, that why they are a temple and they must keep it pure, is because they have been in relationships, this particular person, notoriously in the congregation. Uh, you can ask him the details at another time. <laughs> it's one of those weird situations. Uh, but it's notorious throughout the congregation, and they don't really know what to do with it. And Paul is referring to them, to him to repent, uh, for him to keep his temple pure. So we have also, we think, what was John the Baptist? What did he do? What got him into trouble? Preaching against the king. What exactly did king, the king do? He had a wife, a woman that was not his. You have John the Baptist speaking out against the king, saying, All right, this is not just, you know, some private sin. This is a public sexual sin that we have before us. You have a woman that is not yours. Well, this, of course, then leads to the domino effect of all of the events and what happens to John the Baptist. 
what makes him lose his head of speaking about, well, and another, if you want to say another uh, note in the melody that he'd been singing the whole time, which is repent. The Holy Spirit points to repentance. The Holy Spirit, uh, we have throughout this country, the Holy Spirit can stand in for all sorts of anything uh, that we kind of want in Christian circles to justify whatever we want, to bring us into new truths that the church has never thought before, to uh, justify all sorts of things that the church has never blessed. The Holy Spirit, as according to the dogmatic teachings of the church, and through scripture, what we understand about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is always pointing to the truth. That truth is not something that we don't understand yet, in the sense of like it's in the future and it will come to us, unless we're talking about Jesus Christ. Because the Holy Spirit, uh, like John the Baptist, as he says at the beginning of his career of preaching, when he encounters Jesus, he says, he must increase and I must decrease. The Holy Spirit's ministry, his entire work, is all bound up with our Lord conforming us to the image of our Lord. This is what the Holy Spirit does. So we have a beautiful bookends here in encountering the nativity of John the Baptist, the prophet and forerunner, the great preacher of repentance. We have heard all of the gifts that have been given by the Holy Spirit in vigil and on Sunday. And then with the kneeling prayers, we again return to in some ways, the, the always quotidian, the daily task for us as Christians in following Jesus Christ of repentance, uh, as we even read in that prayer of secret sins, of things that we have done to bring, um, what's the word that I want to use? That we have endangered the purity of the Holy Temple that is our body in the things that we have done or do that we need to repent of. Things that even maybe come out of our mouth, and we can expand this because this isn't just uh, cherry picking or picking on a particular sin of the misuse of the gift of sex. This can fall into any category of ways in which we and our activities, the things that we think or say or do that fall outside of what God has blessed uh, as part of the kingdom. So we hear the Holy Spirit convicting us, bringing us into the truth, and we hear the echo of John the Baptist inviting us to live more deeply into what the Holy Spirit wants for us and bringing us into that truth, the kingdom our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ himself, to whom we give glory with his Father and the Holy Spirit. Amen.